Hello and welcome to Life Song Radio. I would tell you what edition it is, but we have no clue, do we, do we Blake? <laughs> Hello, I'm Phil Ramsey, and I'd like to welcome you to today's broadcast. I'm here with my co-host, Blake Shankle. Uh, Jimmy Hicks is not with us today. He actually probably is at home. It is Sunday, and we, we, we record a few days earlier, so he's been in Pakistan uh, all week, but he should be home. I bet I bet he's asleep. What do you think? Yeah. From what I've seen and, and everything they've been doing, them cats have got to be tired. <laughs> they are. I mean, they've traveled all the way from Pakistan, you know, this past, just the last two days ago. So, yeah, I hope he's asleep. Hope he gets to spend time with his wife. Well, Jimmy, him and uh, Mike Wells, Kevin Twisdale, Keith Twisdale, and couple other cats from uh, other churches went over to Pakistan mm-hmm. not, not too long ago uh, I think this past summer you guys I was out of town but you guys had a guy by the name of Amir mm-hmm. right I don't know if you remember that but uh, had him on and uh, he was the this is actually who they went over there to serve training men in his church correct and other churches well, yeah it was all around the mm-hmm. area so they traveled they did some traveling they got in an old hoopty van and drove seven <laughs> hours and uh, they, they've got some stories to tell, I'm sure. And one, one of the things we know that the prosperity gospel has actually infiltrated the area of Pakistan, and they were a little discouraged by that. And I'm sure Jimmy will give us an update. We might even do a show about what all went on over there. But it's amazing that what happens in America gets over there. Yeah, it, well, it's rampant. You know, you've seen it's taken over Africa. The, a lot of the ministries in Africa have, have been taken over by this prosperity gospel. Uh, I mean, Benny Hinn is worldwide, right? Yeah. I mean, he's, it's not like he's just uh, uh, here in America. But anyway, yeah, looking forward to hearing what Jimmy has to say and, and has to, what's to bring back the report there. And, and we've just been praying for those guys, man, and, and uh, safe travels. And I know their wives and their families are ready for them to be home. And we're ready to have Jimmy back on the radio. And yeah. uh, But if you'll notice, last Sunday we weren't able to. We had to replay a episode last Sunday. We don't Sunday. like to do that. No, we don't. We, we really like to do something fresh every Sunday. But it just happened that Phil and I, our schedules, Jimmy was out of town. Our schedules just could not meet. We were so busy. Um, Phil actually preached uh, last week. I, I led the music. We, we got to take over or, or help out Brother Mike Wells at his church, mm-hmm. uh, him and Keith Twisdale. We got to help them. And so this Sunday, actually today, uh, this morning, I would have preached yeah, you got a little dual role. Dual role. You're lead music and preaching. How are you going to do that? I don't know. A lot of prayer. <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be tough. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Either one. Either one. I'm I'm comfortable with. So mm-hmm. we'll just roll right into it. But just pray that God uh, will be glorified and that the word will be spoken and that we stand upon the pillar of truth. But uh, but anyway, here we are and we're we're ready to back get get back into Romans. Yeah, we have we uh, started. Texting Blake pretty early this morning about these texts that we're going to be in, and it's interesting. We're going to we're going to look at some big time stuff, yeah. And that people, including myself, over the years have have wondered how could this be? How could this be? Yeah, the the, the question that we can get this is a question that I've been that, that that somebody has posed to me before. Several people in witnessing, you get this question posed a lot because it really this one. Uh, this is one that, thank goodness, Paul actually addressed this because uh, it's a question that a lot of people have on their minds. Who, uh, what about, here's the question. 
And Phil actually uh, teased it a little bit on, on Facebook. But what about the people who have never heard the Word of God? What about them? That's a, I think that's just a great way to get started tonight. That's the question. What about those people? What about those people over in Africa in, in some in some foreign country have never had Americans or anybody evangelists ever preach the word of God? What about them? Where do they go? Yeah. When they die. Well, here's some some scriptures that we can kind of set on the law. God had a, a people, mm-hmm. you know, he, he birthed a nation and this nation was Israel and Israel was given laws. The Messiah would come through uh, the tribe of Judah, one of the 12 tribes. So God was working through, this is his elect nation. He was working through them and he gave them a lot of things. He gave them the law. He didn't give anybody else the law. He gave them a law. No Gentile got the, the written law. Only Israel got the law. So so Gentiles didn't have the law. So let me read you uh, Romans 4, 15. Where, where no law is, there is no transgression. And Romans 5, 13 says, For until the law, sin was in the world. But listen to this. But sin is not imputed where there is no law. Hmm. Now, Romans 7, 7, what shall we say then is the law sin? God forbid. Nay, I, listen to this, I had not known sin but by the law. But here's the deal. The Gentiles didn't have the law. So guess what? They get off. Wow. Hey, lucky them. Well, our show's easy today. Then, okay, isn't it? we'll see you next week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the that's a good, okay, that's a great opening. Good yeah. question there, right? So the Gentiles, do they get off? Because without, you know, the law was given to let you know what sin is, but Gentiles did not have the written law given to Israel. So are they excused? Is the, is the person by himself on an island, is he excused because he didn't have God's law, because no law, no sin? Mm. What are we going to look at that today? Yeah. Will, will God grade upon a curve? Does yeah. he, does he, uh, is there a different standard by which they go by? Yeah. Right? Is there, is there, uh, does he measure them or other cultures by something else rather than he does us? So let's look at it. Let's pray. And then let's dive into it. Father God, we thank you so much for this wonderful day. We thank you for uh, just your word, the the truth upon which we can stand upon, God. We just ask that you um, impute knowledge to our hearts, Father God. We just ask for a a clear understanding of this text and 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 a clear understanding of or a clear way that we can present the text. Father, and, and explain this. God, we just thank you for this uh, this this truth that Paul has presented us with this through the or the Holy Spirit has presented it through Paul. God, thank you for that. Thank you for Jesus Christ, for the blood that was shed upon Calvary. It's through Christ I pray. Amen. Blake, give us a little, just a brief summary. Uh, what verse are we going to start with today? You think? Well, we're going to start in chapter two, verse twelve. Okay, and we're going to work through sixteen. What, give us a little summary of uh, where, where, how we got to this point and what has been said. Here's what well Paul is Paul is laying out this case for uh, for sinners. He's laying out this case for mankind, if you will, uh, of of 
who it is that stands uh, in the wrath of God. It says in one eighteen, it says, For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And then Paul, he works his way down. He works his way into this depraved nation mm. and, and these people. So he covers a multitude of... Of people, and, and if that's not enough, if you say, "Well, I'm not that person," then he goes to the next person, to the moralist mm. that we talked about last time, to the one who looks down upon uh, these people who say, "Well, I'm not like that, so I must be good. There mm-hmm. must be some kind of goodness in me." So then we 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 talked about that, and Paul says, you, "You God, there is no partiality with God. You you know you you judge on that, but yet you don't look at the inner portion of your heart. You're much like the Pharisees, they looked out, they were external, but yet internal, they were lost." Uh, and then, and so that's kind of where we're at today. And uh, we're looking upon the. You, if you wanted to title this, those who have never heard. If you wanted to title mm-hmm. this this kind of message today, and that this is the next group of which Paul is going to talk about. Because I think the way Paul looks at it is, is, is if, if his readers are constantly saying, "Okay, all right, Paul, I got you there. You got this." But what about this? And Paul constantly says, mm-hmm. "No, you you think you got me there, but." You don't. And then he's going to go into the Jews, and he's going to hammer those, and then he's going to ultimately, we culminate to 323, for all have sinned and yeah. fall short of the glory of God. So that's where we're at today is verse 12. So hopefully you have your Bibles with you today, and hopefully you have your notebooks, because I think this is one of these days where you're really going to want to take notes. Um, uh, it's just big. So verse 12. Phil, do you want me to read it? You, you read it. I've had, I've had the flu this week, so um, I'm st- Struggling a little bit. His radio voice is not the best. (laughs) Hello, hello, check, check. (laughs) Verse 12 in in Romans chapter 2. Actually, I'm going to back up to 11 just to kind of get a little running start here. For there is no partiality with God. For all who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. For it is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, but the doers of the law Mm. will be justified. For when Gentiles who do uh, who do not have the law do instinctively the things of the law, these not having the law are law to themselves, in that they show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience bearing witness in their thoughts, alternately accusing of it, or else defending them on the day when, according to my gospel, God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. So Paul starts off in verse 12, for all have sinned. And, and basically this four, my Bible has four, and he this is just explaining what Paul has already said in verse 11. He says, for there is no partiality with God. Then he goes into explaining why there is no partiality with God. And, and in verse 12, we start to see here that, let's just read it, for all, for all, all right, who have sinned without the law will also perish without the law. So think about that. For all who have sinned without the law. Here's the thing. We're talking about Gentiles. Yeah, because they did not have the law. That's right. So we're getting our answer right here off the get-go. Yep. Yep, he's 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 jumped to this group of and if you want to write without the law and when you see a my Bible has the big L Right, and my, that's the the NASB version does the big L. I don't know about it, many others, but that means that would be referring to the the Jewish law, yeah. the one that come down from Mount Sinai with with Moses. And so he says here, for all have sinned without the law. Uh, here's the thing about it, folks: whether you had the law, whether you didn't have the law, he stated right here that for all those have sinned. Mm-hmm. You're not innocent. 
Whether you have the law or not have the law, you're not innocent just because you don't have the law. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So uh, they there too, those who are in a foreign country, never heard the word, or maybe they're in America and never have been exposed to the gospel, they're sinners, again, who have rebelled against God. Just as you and I have rebelled against God, there's no way out for them, right? They, they, they have rebelled against God because he says they're sinners, well, and God, earlier on in the, in the book, it says, for God has revealed himself to them through the light of creation. So God initially, the first step of, of not being excused is by creation. Mm-hmm. By creation. You know, you know there is a God by creation. Things just don't explode and and you end up with what we have right here with this nice little iPad and computer and two humans with complex bodies. Look, there is a God. That's right. And you know it and you suppress it. So number one, uh, Gentile, you know there's a God because of creation. And there's several, we're going to go look at several things that's going to condemn the Gentile as we go through these scriptures. First being, I believe, uh, creation. Yeah. Create absolutely. So guilty. It's it's the general revelation. You're yeah. exactly right. Here's first of all, <clears throat> everyone outside of Christ, Paul's already stated this. This is in the present tense in verse 18 of chapter 1 is under the divine wrath of God. Everyone outside of the Christ, whether you're in Tennessee, whether you are go to church each and every day, yet you're outside of Christ, or you're in uh, uh, Africa or uh, Pakistan or wherever and never heard the Word of God, outside of Christ, you're under the divine wrath of God. And as Phil said, there's a general revelation to all mankind. You can't say, oh, I didn't know there was a God. No, God puts himself upon display so that everyone can see him. Creation mm-hmm. in general and just mankind itself, even made in the image of God. So that's exactly right. And then he comes here and he just says, for all who have, without the law, have sinned. And and so here's the thing. Sin, meaning you've missed the mark. You mean you're not even close to being perfect. Not Not even on the target is basically what he's saying there. For all who without the law have sinned. And then guess what else he says? He says, all those without the law who have sinned, guess what else they're going to do? Perish. Exactly. They're going to perish. What does that mean? Well, well, die. Well, it does, <laughs> but it doesn't mean perish does not mean that to die and be annihilated. Exactly. And, and a lot of uh, different uh, belief systems believe that hell, that if you, if you are a sinner, yeah, you do die, but but the, your your punishment is death, and death means total annihilation, which you're just out of existence. You don't think. Well, <clears throat> you run up with too much scripture, and actually, the word here, if you do a word study of that, I think it will. It doesn't mean that you're not going to exist. Right. You know, you, you are a living soul. You will that that part of you will never die. You will be here forever. You either going to be in heaven or you're going to be in hell where the the worm dies not and the fire's never quenched. It's an ongoing uh state it, of perishing. Yeah, and and that and I didn't mean by dies in far as physical, but there's a, there's a, a spiritual death, but there's eternality with it. There's an eternal destruction, correct? There's eternal punishment here. There's eternal damnation with it. You know, with, with the sinner, here's the thing. Everyone, there's always going to be eternal when you die. 
It's whether you where you're going to spend that state of eternalness with it, whether you spend it with God in, in eternal joy and, and gladness and, and, and worshipfulness, or you're going to spend it in eternal damnation and eternal punishment, and that's hell. The difference between heaven and hell is that. But both are eternal. Both will never stop. That's exactly right. But so that's what he says, but but and, and that's what he means by the word perish there is this eternal damnation. And we may get to this, but let's just start opening the can a little bit. Let's for all who have sinned without the law, which is Gentiles, what's going to happen to them? They will also perish without the law. So these Gentiles who do not have the written word of God, the law of Moses, they don't have it. So even though they don't have it, they're going to perish without that law. And all who have sinned under the law will be judged by the law. So now... The Jew who has the law, who has the the direct revelation from God, you know, given on Mount Sinai, starting off with Ten Commandments, and then it goes on from there, they're going to be judged by the law. Now, the, the Gentile who doesn't have the law, we're, again, we're going to get in, in this in just a second. <clears throat> they're going to be judged also. So the Jew here, would you say this, it... Are the tribe member, you know, the guy on the island and the Jew with the law, who's 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 going to have it worse? Yeah, the Jew will. The Jew he's will he's been given more light. He's, he's going to be accountable, held accountable for that. Check this out. 2019, we we know the law, and we there's a church on every corner. We hear the gospel. Yeah. Who, who's going who's well, going to be better off, the Jew back then or us today? Yeah. We're we're. we're Look, we know we know God's law that was given to them. We know what the word of God. We got the finished Bible. And on top of that, you know, we got 700 channels on TV pumping the gospel. Then we got everything. Look, we have been exposed to light. More light than they've ever been exposed. And so guess what? More judgment. More judgment. Absolutely. And it's it's kind of hard. And, I, and I've said this before. I'm sorry for, for repeating myself. But I got people that I talk to a lot and witness to that uh, reject the gospel. And some part of me, and this isn't right, but sometimes I find myself hesitating because the more light of the gospel, the more I witness, the more they reject, the more they reject, the darker, hotter hell they're going to experience. But here's the thing. I can't let that stop me. No. I can't. Even though I, that's that's something I struggle with. I and it enters my mind. I don't do it, but it enters my mind. I said, oh, especially if it's a loved one, someone you love. And they said, look, it's just not for me. And you're like, if I tell them about Jesus again, guess what? It's going to get a hotter hell. Yeah. And, and then because you love them, sometimes you try to withhold the truth because you don't want them to go to a hotter. You can't do that. No. You can't do it. No. No. We're we're not called to do that. We're not no. called to to make those judgment calls. Right. We're called no. to just spread the seed. That's exactly right. But but you're 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 completely right here, Phil. I mean, this is this is going to the Jew because because really in the first part of twelve he says also perish. So that means there's somebody else that will mm-hmm. also perish as well, and then he goes into the Jew as well. So those here's the thing: those without the law and those with the law. If they've sinned, they will perish. Okay, and so and all so like Phil said, all who have sinned, and this is this is just twelve B, second part of twelve, and all who have sinned under the law. This goes back to the first part of twelve. Will be, or this is the the Jews will be judged by the law. 
And we, you know, we just got out of this this Hebrew study, and this is a, a good time to bring this back in. Uh, let me read this in Hebrews uh, yeah. six. It says, "For in the case of those who have once been enlightened." And have tasted of the heavenly gift, and have been made partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the good word of God and the powers of the age to come, and then have fallen away. It is impossible to renew them again to repentance, since they again crucify to themselves the Son of God and put him to open shame. Shame. And so you have these you have these uh, these Jews here who or have been exposed to the word, exposed to God, exposed to his, they've seen the Holy Spirit work. They've tasted, they haven't eaten it, but they've tasted. Yeah. They never committed, and they are in danger of uh, apostasy. That's right. And so, again, uh, I'll read this, and we'll move on. It says, for if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a certain terrifying expectation of judgment and the fury of a fire, which will consume the adversaries. Anyone who has set aside the law of Moses dies without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much severe punishment do you think he will he will deserve who has trampled under the foot the Son of God and has regarded as unclean the blood of the covenant by which he has been sanctified. I think that's uh, Christ there. And has insulted the Spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a loving God. So what am I saying here? <clears throat> Don't reject Christ. <laughs> don't do it. You don't want to do it. No. Judgment. No. Yeah. Judgment. Yeah. Hey, the Jew, man, you have been exposed to, man, you got the written word of God. You got the oracles. You got the scriptures. You got the covenants, right? Given to you first. All right. Don't reject that. Guess what? Not just the Jew. That's what we're talking about. But application today is: is guess who's also been given that? It's the it's the church, the churchgoer, right. America. Right. Those those who you go, those of us who go to church each and every day, right? Or or Sundays, Wednesday nights, right? And we sit through, and yet we've yet we've not made we've not made Christ our number one, right? We've not we've not repented and believed upon Him and and forsaken the world, but yet you hear the messages each and every day, and every day you're denying the gospel and you you constantly forsake Christ or you forsake Christ and not the world. Guess what? It's going to be a bad day when you face God. It, it's going to be a hot, hot judgment. It may be even hotter than the. It's going to be even hotter for you, maybe than even the Jew back then who actually had God in His presence. So we need to uh, we need to take heed to that. But here's the thing: this is and that's just a little. This is actually a little parenthetical reference here that Paul's doing. It really can be a parenthesis around this back end. And, and verse thirteen is is let's move on to verse thirteen. But it's kind of an explanation of verse twelve is what we're going to do. So this can be a little confusing, but we're going to explain it. That's yeah. why we do what we do here. So verse thirteen, verse thirteen, he says this. For, again, explanation, for it is not the hearers of the law who are just before God, but the doers of the law will be justified. Now, if we were just to take that verse out of context and just take it and put it around, that would be, hmm, we could make a sermon on that and say, just do this, 
Yeah. And you're justified. You could build a, a denomination off that you, one verse hmm. if you took it out of context. You sure could. Interesting. Uh, but it's a very important. It's a very important verse, and it's very important that we get this right. Okay. But what? Well, here's here. Let me tell you what it doesn't mean. First of all, okay. okay. What it doesn't mean is is that there. It doesn't mean this that there are people who can keep the law. There's not people who can obey the law or do the law, and they will be justified by God. That is not at all what right. that means. Because here's the thing: if that's what that meant, that means there. That means everything else in Romans is contradictory to that statement. And we know the sufficiency of Scripture. We know the inerrancy of Scripture, sola scriptura. We know that ain't true. So there's got to be a different meaning to this. So we just dive deeper, right? We know that. So we got to think about context here. What are we talking about? We're talking about Jew, Gentile here. And so we're talking about those who keep the law, right? But they're not justified by keeping the law. First of all, the law was given to drive you to Christ. Yeah. Why was the law given? To let you know you can't keep it. That's it. You can't keep it. That's why the law exists. And so uh, so here's the deal. For it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God. You think about the Jews back in the day. What did they pride themselves on? Constant. I mean, going to the synagogues, learning the script, learning. It. If they, you wanted to hear somebody quote the word, go to a Jew. They prided themselves in knowing God's word. They would hear it they go to the synagogues they'd hear it they they would repeat it but they fell short in some areas yeah, nicodemus was a prime example yeah. right he was the leader over them and jesus confronted them and jesus was basically like you're the one that teaches these people that mm-hmm. yet you still don't know who i am and so um but but yeah that's exactly right so it's 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 it, this is what he's talking about it's saying here that if you're if you're more than a hearer of the law but if you're a repenter and a believer in Christ Jesus who is presented in the gospel, you're going to immediately begin to live a life in obedience to the law of God. Paul already makes a reference to this in chapter 1, verse uh, 17. He says, uh, For in it the righteousness of God is real from faith to faith, it is written, but the righteous man shall live by faith. It's, it's faith to faith from original saving faith to, to all the way through to the end of your life that you constantly have faith in Him. There's an obedience to this faith. And that's what he's saying here. Okay, it, it, it's, it's crystal clear from verse 13. He's saying just because you have the law doesn't mean that you're right with God. It, you, you have to be a doer of the law to prove that you're right with God is what he's saying. Phil, you said it in your sermon last Sunday is, is, is you're saved, now go act like you're saved. Now go be, you know. Yeah, it's like all, all religions, all of them except Christianity, yep. they, they get the imperative before the indicative what does that mean that means that if you do this and guess what let me just say if you do this then you are this all right that's what that's what religion is do 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 then you are 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 and if you're not careful and even i would say even in my life i bet in yours too sure we always want to make we always want to make god happy don't we yeah and we feel like we have to do things to make him happy 
And so you, this little way of thinking, even as a Christian can filter back into your life is, you know, let's say you had a, you spent a period of your life, you're in a season of being in a low. So you want to get back right with God. So you start doing again. So he'll like you again. Well, that ain't how it works. That ain't what Paul said. That ain't what Christ said. Religion puts the imperative before the indicative. Paul says this and Christ says this. He says, Phil, you are sanctified. You are holy. You are set aside, set apart for my use. This is who you are. Now go live it out. Amen. You know, go live it out. You're holy. Be holy. So the law, the law, you can't look. The law was given to let you know that you can't do it. And so the law drives us as a schoolmaster and a tutor, pushes us to to Christ. That's what it is. So, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and you've nailed that is, is look, all true faith, Phil, and this is this is something that we I think a lot of times we miss, and this is going to kind of hit on my sermon that today that I had. Um, Can I kind of make a comment yeah. real quick? Uh, Blake's preaching in Brighton, Tennessee, Central, Central. Uh, I don't think they're a Baptist church. Do you? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> How dare they? No. But it's located right down on the highway in Brighton, right beside Brighton Bank. If, hey, it's if you can get there, come on. Church starts at ten o'clock. Yeah, you're either. You're either never, ever, ever coming back to church, or you're going to get in and say, "I understand." Yeah, there's yeah. a, there's a cost. Yeah, I, you know what? That is that that there is a cost. There's a cost. Yeah, and so yeah, come on down. There, is, I forgot this. <laughs> this is Aaron before the. the yeah, you yeah. got time. Hey, we'll have a couple donuts on the counter for you. Come on, man. <laughs> we would love to have you, man. That would be great. You can come here as preach. Come hear me preach. You can come meet Phil. And just if you're around, listen to this. And you don't have anywhere to be that morning. Come down to Central Christian Church or whatever, right in front of Brighton Middle School. It's in that little plaza. So, anyway, but look, what I was getting back to is mm. all true faith is obedient yeah that's what it is look true look at that all true faith is obedient and there's look here there's no such faith there's no such thing as faith that is disobedient if you believe in christ if you trust in christ then you're going to do what it is he'd have you to do right and and it's going to be following his commands there's an obedience to that so we know no fruit no root but all true saving faith produces Obedience. James two speaks clearly. Yeah, and Romans that. Romans three twenty four three twenty eight. Uh, justification comes through faith alone. Yep. So you know, a lot of times you read things like this, and even we're talking in, in my message last week. It mm-hmm. says, you know, we were justified by the blood. We were justified by faith. We were justified by the resurrection. So, which one were we justified by? Well, yeah. <laughs> but, but when you read when you read things like this. It makes you dig a little deeper because Amen. because if this was if you just like you just said earlier if you just took that one verse Houston we have a major problem things aren't lining up the scripture's not right there's error here because it's just you know but we know there's not so this that makes us dig a little bit it deeper does. faith it, without works is a dead it sure is. is a dead faith yeah your 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 obedience flows out of your relationship with Christ. Your obedience doesn't cause the birth, but from your new birth flows obedience. 
if it doesn't, then you you're you're stillborn. You have not been born again, right? You know, and yeah. there, are, there are people out there. We know what the Bible says it. They're they're going to fake it till the end. You know, they're going to stand before God, and it's just not going. It's not going to stand stand up. It's going to be burned. Yeah, you know exactly. So. Well, that's what Paul. So this is what Paul does. He's just all he's doing is remember he's not moving from the Gentile here. Okay, he's he's still speaking to those who have never heard. He's just all he's done is is given this this parentheses. And if you wanted to do this, put just on the back side of twelve in the middle of twelve. There's a parentheses there, just right in there, in a parentheses at the end of thirteen. This is kind of just a side note of. He's comparing the Jew who's had the law, but he's in comparing the Gentile, and he's basically saying, "Look, the Jews have had the law; they've heard it, yet they're still not justified." Okay, and mm-hmm. but but it's those who are doers of the law, and the only way you do the law is that's obedience to the faith. Okay, and the only way that is is that you're justified by faith alone in Christ alone. So, just the Jew, I will say this, Blake: the Jew, the Jew, just by being a Jew and having the Word of God given to them, that was their end. Yeah. That was their end. They they prided themselves on that, and they were Abraham's offspring, and they were going to get the inheritance based on their Jewishness. You know, so they yep. depended on that. They sure did. But it's not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who mm. will be justified. You ain't getting in because your granddaddy is Abraham. That's it. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. That's 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 a big burst, man. It's that. I hope you get that today. I really do, because it, it takes a little bit of studying on that, but I hope you get that. That's a key verse there, and, and, and underline that. So let's let's move on, verse 14. For when Gentiles, okay, again, now we're back to Gentiles. We're back to those without the law, yep. okay, uh, who do not have the law. Well, he just said it, do instinctively the things of the law. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. These not having the law are a law to themselves. That's good. That's that's big. Yeah, let's let's camp here for just a second okay uh, those without the law instinctively know what the what's in the law isn't that awesome that is that's interesting because hmm that kind of goes does that that kind of explains what you read earlier in the in the uh originally right yeah so so let's just look about look at what that means so you have, let me read it again. Let, let that sink into my, my brain here. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires. Now, what does that mean? You know what? <clears throat> How do you know it's a good thing to do a good thing? You know what I'm saying? Yep. How do you know it's, it's a bad thing to do a bad thing? Who told you that? Yeah. Who mm-hmm. told you that you were wrong when you hit that person. Yeah, that Who sense t- of that sense of guilt. Yeah, in you when you when you went and 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 being a pagan and a, maybe even a atheist or whatever, but yet you go and you do something good, you know, in the eyes of man, and and it would be good to to feed somebody who was hungry or clothe. That would be very good. Who told you that was mm, good? How do you know that's good? Who made that rule up if we come from an explosion? Who set that law up? And why is that almost universal as well? Yeah. You could go to a tribe. I've, I've read this before. That You could go to a tribe, a, just a native tribe that's never heard the word, never even seen the, never seen gospel, never seen the law. Yet, you know what? They don't kill their people. They don't murder. 
Why is that? And they, you'll ask them, and it's wrong. Why? Well, Paul says here <laughs> that it's written upon their hearts. Yeah. Though, and here's the thing, it's a limited knowledge of the law. There's a limited knowledge of it. Here's the thing, it's not enough, we've talked about this kind of this general revelation, it's not a salvific revelation, it's not special, it's enough, It's not enough to save, but it is enough, here's the thing, it's enough to condemn one mm-hmm. It's enough to condemn it. Yeah, it is. That's that's another point. We got creation. We got conduct here. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. it, there's there's another another point that w- that we need to bring up. So Gentiles, those who don't have the law, they know they know what's right and wrong. They know that. That's hey, <clears throat> Blake. Let's say you're lost. Okay. Okay. Were there times as a lost person that you honored your mother and father? Yeah. That's the law. Hmm. Did Are there times as a lost person that you loved your wife hmm. the way that you should? I guess the law. See, even as a lost person, you do things that the law says do. But here's the deal. <clears throat> They're not done in the right motive for the glory of God. And because of that, you that is sin that's in the flesh, and that's hostility towards God. But you do it, and it's, it's a man good. It's just not a God good. And that's why when we say we hear this word depravity a lot, and that's what we really mean. In the, the lost man can really, and we're going to get to that. Yeah. Can do no good. None. Now, he does good manly things in the eyes of the world, but in the eyes of God, there is no good. Yeah. And so in that sense, he is totally corrupt and depraved. Agree or disagree? I completely agree. Completely agree. That's and that's what that's what fourteen is saying here. He said, you know, so it's it's they it's those who are Think about this. Those who have never heard the gospel, those who have never heard the law, he's saying here that, the, yes, though they've never heard it, it's instinctively written upon yeah. their hearts. There is a creator, folks. And he says, not having the law, guess what? They are law to themselves. Mm. God has written it upon the tablets of their hearts. No, it's not chiseled in stone coming down from Mount Sinai. It's chiseled in their hearts. Yeah. Is what it is. And here's the thing. And therefore, they are held accountable Mm -hmm. to God for the choices that they make. Mm -hmm. Each and every person that's ever been born upon this earth. So sometimes I watch atheists. Atheists actually have to rob from Christianity to back up what they believe. Because atheists do good things. Man, good things. But where do they get that from? Well... God's written it on their heart, and they they can't they just can't go there and say, "Look, there's a God, and that's why I think this way." They have nothing to base it on. All they are is what do they call that? Starfish or what? Stardust or whatever. <laughs> who who does that? No, God's done that to them, and you know it. Yeah. All right, we need to move on. Well, just yeah, we're, we're going to get there. Um, just think about think about how many times, and I think this is a good exercise for you. Right, go through there and, and underline how many times law mm-hmm. is 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 written through this. This is this is very important, folks. And he says here that the, it, it is a law to themselves. To the Jew, there's the big L law. To mm-hmm. the to the Gentile, there's the small L law. However. 
There's always a law there. Guess what? And we've broken that law. And now we're held accountable by God to God for that breaking that law. We're held accountable to the judge. Judge, I broke the law. And, and here's the thing. It's not just to a regular human judge. You broke it to a holy God judge. A holy, who, who knows no sin. And we're going to get to that too as well. But, but anyway, we're going to see this in a second. That It's not just for the choices, but it's for our very thoughts and our very conscience. For the very secrets within them, they're held accountable for God. So let's uh, let's move on to verse 15. In that, and it's just a continuation, in that they show the work of the law written on their hearts, their conscience bearing witness and their thoughts alternately accusing mm. or else defending them. I'm going to stop right there. Um, so we see here that he, he, he continues on, in that they... They being the Gentiles, again, pronouns here, follow that, show the work of the law, big L. They show the work of the law, though they've never been given the law. They show the work of the law. It, where is it written? It's not, again, it's not written on tablets, but it's written upon their hearts. And their conscience, it bears witness. Okay, what, 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 is it, what do we mean there? Their conscience bears witness. All right, Phil. Uh-oh. What? Yeah. Well, think about it. What does every human being have? A conscience. A conscience. Think about. It. Okay. So if every human being has a conscience, and that and that is which instinctively tells you what? What does it do? What does a conscience do? Like you, you've already talked about it a little bit. We don't have to harp on it much longer. But a conscience tells you whether you've violated something or not. Violated mm. a. a a command or violated something good or bad. Your conscience is, there's this inner alarm. And Paul talks about this a lot. He would always say, look, I have a, he's done this, he's done that. He's being falsely accused by the, the Judaizers. He said, look, I have a clear conscience. My motives has always been right. So he could, he has a clear conscience. Yeah. And we, and everybody has one. And because we do, there will be, there's nobody will be without an excuse. God's given you that. That's right. Everybody, the Jew and the Gentile. Right. Right. And so, and it's like that, it's that guilty thing. You say, Blake, uh, I just feel guilty for doing that. You know why you feel guilty? Because you are guilty. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. That's what he's saying is God's given this internal alarm within us to, to sound this alarm. Okay, oh man, I'm doing bad. It's there. You know, you may not know what to do with it, but but it's to drive us to him ultimately. And so uh, this is what the conscience does. Like you said, it could be clean or it could be guilty. It may be weak and it may be strong. Okay, and, and, and it just depends. Here's the thing. It depends on how many stop signs we run that we're running as the law of God is, is, is telling us, right? It depends on that. And what ultimately happens is, is, is ultimately, and we've talked about this abandonment wrath, but it, the, the more that we sear this conscience, the more that the conscience tells us that, but yet we, don't, we, we disregard that smoke alarm, right? We let it keep ringing, ringing, ringing. What happens? Well, we just become in tune with that. You know, that, that smoke alarm just keeps ringing in the back of the head. I'm used to it now. It's a seared conscience, and ultimately, that's a that's a very tough person to witness to. That's mm-hmm. a person that could be going to the abandonment wrath that yeah. we've already talked about in one. Do you, do you agree? Yeah. That this uh, this seared conscience. Can, so. <clears throat> it's like somebody who works a lot with their hands. The more they work, the more they their hands become calloused, and they're, they're not sensitive to, to the touch. So the more you sear your conscience, that's the same way. Yeah. But if I got a hammer, Blake, and I, I went over there and, and I hit your toe 
what would happen? What would you feel? Yeah, I'd feel pain. You would feel pain. So pain is telling you that something's wrong with your toe. And so your conscience tells you when you do something, your conscience will tell you that something spiritually is wrong. Something is not right. That's right. And so, man, I'm just going to tell you, when I was growing up, I did steal some stuff. Mm-hmm. I really did. You know, I, I can almost remember <laughs> the aisle that I was on, you know. And some of you, I grew up in Rialto. We used to go go down to Billy Farmer's, uh, uh, yeah, Billy Farmer's little store down there by the railroad track. I remember <laughs> looking around and then looking at that piece of gum, and I took it, and I knew it was wrong. You did, and that's that's the conscience. Yeah, even as a little kid, yep. I knew that was wrong. Who told me that? Exactly, God, God did. Isn't that awesome? And, and so that's that. Just as you and Rialto. It goes to the person in deep, deep. I go to Africa, but I just think about that. India, wherever, somewhere who's never heard the gospel, the conscience is there. Again, it's, it's, it, the conscience is giving a clear, it's giving a strong signal. Some people have been humble to their conscience. Some people are very sensitive to that, right? You, you may, you may call me up and say, Blake, man, I apologize for saying that to you. And I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? I didn't hear that. And you say, well, I said this and this. You know, there's people who are very sensitive to that as well, but then there's also who have had a severe conscience. But um, but it, it gives. Here's what it does. It gives us a strong testimony regarding what is right and what is wrong. Yeah. That's what he's saying here. Okay. So but we're moving on here. All right. So their their thoughts. Okay. Again, their their conscience bearing witness, and then he goes into and what else bears witness, and their their thoughts alternately accusing or mm. else defending them. Mm. Okay. All right. So we've gone to conscience. All right. This internal smoke alarm. Now we see here that their thoughts. Are, are ultimately accusing or else defending them. And, and here's the thing. It's not an either or. And it, it's, a, it's a both and. Yeah. Okay. So th- this is uh, th- it's how much sin does it require for someone to be under the divine wrath of God? It, 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 not, it doesn't. It doesn't take much. It takes one. Right? It's both and. Uh, it, it, it's one sin. Now we're talking mountains of sin, Phil. We're talking about our thoughts, life. Boom. We're getting deep. This is the hard issue. Look, think, just think about it. Your thoughts. Mm. Your thoughts are going to... God judges the thoughts. You know, it's real easy to hide our sin from others. But God, when God judges, not only does he judge the outward acts, not only does he judge, he judges the thoughts that's why we we take every thought captive. But but here's the deal: when the lost person, okay, st- when the lost Gentile stands before God, he will stand before God and give an account, not for every, not only for every sin that he did, but every thought that he had that was not absolutely holy and perfect. And guess what? God will unleash his wrath out on him for every, the thought. You look, Blake, I don't know what's going on in your brain, man. You don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> but God knows. Yeah. You can fool me. Right. And I can fool you. But guess what? You can't fool God. Man, that's Guess big. what? He got us all, man. We all guilty. Yep. We all guilty. And because we're guilty, we're in trouble. We need a savior. Amen. We need a Savior. 
Yeah, we yeah, and we're getting it absolutely. So so their thoughts, that's exactly right. Their their thoughts are are alternately accusing them mm. of their conscience, right? They they're accusing they're accusing them before God. They they look here and they are also else defending them. There's there people people say, "Well, I've done this." Yes, sometimes you do good things, right? Like you've talked about. There's there's a there's a defense there. However, those thought life outweighs that defense, right? There's no defense. You can't get no, no defense. Um, ever so often there's some right things done yet they're still wretched they're still wretched in the sight of God outside of God on the day when according to my gospel he says verse 16 God will judge the secrets of men through Christ Jesus mm-hmm. Paul lays the gavel down to the one who's never heard that's what he does and what does he say Again, this goes right back to there's no partiality with God in verse 11. And then he just bookends it on the day when according to my gospel, who's going to judge? Not Paul. Not Phil. Not Blake. Not some. Not Muhammad. Not Buddha. Not some just some decent guy. says God. God will judge the deeds of men. He says, the secrets of men through Christ Jesus. On that final day, there's not going to be a reprieve. There will not be a settling out of court either. There's not going to be any sidebar. There's not going to be any kind of mediation at the end of the time when you're not when you're outside of Christ. When you come to him on that day of Christ outside of him, he says, I'm going to judge your thoughts. I'm going to judge your deeds. I'm going to judge the secret thoughts of your life, and you're going to be found guilty. That's what he's talking about, the mm-hmm. judgment day. But you know what? <clears throat> what about this cat over in Zakalulu land? Yeah. He's on an island by himself. Okay. I think about Paul, and when he's talking to uh, in Athens, he says, made from one every nation of mankind to live on all the face of the earth, having determined their appointed times and the boundaries of their habitation and they should seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him though he is not far from each one of us I don't care where you are on this planet no look I don't care where you are you're not too far away from God respond to the light that you have what does God do when you do that more light you will look if you if you respond to the light of christ and not uh, the light of creation and you and you want to know if you want to know the one who who made it all guess what god's gonna he's gonna give you more light and one day one day philip's gonna run into the ethiopian eunuch and he's gonna hear the eunuch's gonna hear the gospel one day peter's gonna be preaching and these Jews are going to say, and he's going to drop the gospel on them. And they're going to say, what do we do? Believe and be baptized. God's going to, look, if you want to know the Lord, one thing the Bible does promise, you ready? Seek him and you will find him. He's not very far. He's not very far. <clears throat> so back to the original question. we got like three or four minutes, Blake. What happens to the Gentile on the island who never 
puts his trust in Christ, what happens to him? He perishes for all of eternity. Hmm. Eternal what, destruction. All right. What happens to the person in Tipton County who is exposed to uh, Christianity, exposed to the gospel, exposed to uh, <clears throat> media, TV, constant preaching of the law of God, the Old and the New Testament? What will happen to him if he if he dies without put, putting his faith in Jesus Christ? Yeah. Saint. The same thing that happened to the, 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 the Ethiopian who never knew him, yet hotter, judgment. Yeah. That's it. That's it. This is, I mean, you're exactly right. And that's the answer to the question. No one, no one is innocent, by mm. the way. No one. And so this is so key why we have missionaries. That's it. This is, this is it. Do you want to know how that man over there, that woman or that child over overseas is to be saved? It, it is the hands and the feet of God. It is his children who go to these countries, who die for the sake of the gospel, to share the gospel with these people. That's the only way they're going to be saved because the gospel has the power to save. And if we don't go over there, the blood is on our hands. If we don't do these things, if we're not if we're not sharing the gospel with these people, if we're not sharing the gospel with our church members that are in inside there, and we're not pleading for their salvation, for their repentance, for their belief in Christ, they will die and they will go to hell. And that's what we're here to. That's 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 what this verse is saying. That is not anyone is guilt innocent. Every all is guilty. Even the person who's never heard the word of God. If they've never heard and they've never put their faith in Christ, they will perish for all of eternity in eternal destruction. Yeah. Our God is big, though. <clears throat> Our God is big. I'm just sitting here as you're talking. I'm just rereading the scripture <laughs> <laughs> that I just read. And, and this is how big God is. Yeah. Let me, let me uh, clear my throat. <clears throat> Having determined their appointed times and their boundaries – other habitation. What does that mean? Look, Blake's in Tipton County because that's where God wants Blake. And if Blake moves to Mississippi, guess what? That's where God's that's where God intended for Blake to go. If Jimmy goes to Pakistan, that's where God intended for Jimmy to go. God has determined not only where we live and where we go, but when we live on this planet because he is God. And we can't wrap our brains around this massive, massive God. Mm -mm. No. And so he's got this. He's got this. If you want to know God, you can. But let me tell you something. If you don't want to know him, you won't. But the promise is there. The promise is there. Come to Christ. You know he's, you know there's a God. You know he's holy. We've talked about it. Every time you reject, reject him, Romans 2, 5, you're, man, you're just storing it up for the day of judgment to be unleashed on you. But isn't it awesome that he provides a way of an escape i was gonna say it yeah there is good news yes that week man we talked about some bad we stuff did today. we did 
We laid it out. It's there, terrible. This is sobering stuff, correct? It's terrible for everybody on the planet. Now give me something good. The Lamb of God mm. who came to take away the sins of the world. Okay, that's what he did. And so he comes to this earth. <laughs> Woo! The spotless lamb. All the fuzzy pictures of a fourth out of 1,500 years prior to him where Israel was killing lambs. Kill, kill. But that blood can never take away sin. And then one day, John the Baptist said, Behold the lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Amen. And he came and he died. He shed his blood. He paid for sin. He redeems. He ransoms. He's propitiate. He did all that stuff. He, what do we do? We believe it. And when we believe it, what do we do? We obey it. Yeah. Blake's going to talk about that today at Central Christian Church on Brighton, <laughs> in Brighton, Tennessee. And, Off Highway and, 51. And you got two minutes to get there. <laughs> Come on. Hurry up. Well, look, uh, Jimmy will be back if he's not sleeping. Because <laughs> they, look, they had a brutal, brutal, they're in Pakistan. He's back right now. But it's, uh, I've seen pictures. It's. Yeah, you over you you think in the Middle East you're in the desert. We got some. They were up in the Himalayas, and it's like feet feet of snow, freezing. They're preaching in, I mean, just layers and layers and toboggans. You know, uh, man, God bless them. They they look here. They 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 went over there to fulfill the Great Commission. They yes. were they, they were being obedient to what God said, and they went over there to teach. And I'm sure they shared the gospel with people who may have never heard. Yes, and now. They have, they have been exposed to the gospel and have a chance of salvation. And they have been exposed, so they're under greater judgment. That's true. You know. But they have that chance to, to say, God, I, I, I trust you. Yeah. But, man, what a great word. Phil, close us out. <clears throat> All right. Well, we're, our website is uh, livesongradio.com. Be sure and tell a friend about the show. we got a lot of things in the works uh, I'm excited about, hopefully. Uh, be praying about the future of Live Song Radio and and God may broaden our horizons in different areas. And uh, we're praying about that right now. I'm real excited about that. But look, tell somebody about Christ today. Share the gospel with somebody. Give them some light. Give them the word so that they also can believe. And and live your life, live a good life, you know, but use words. Faith comes by hearing, not by living. So share the gospel with your mouth today so that somebody else can can uh, believe. All right. <clears throat> Look, we'll be back next week. We'll pick up what verse was it? We're going to be in verse 17. Picking up with verse 17. Be studying and bring your uh, your notebooks with you and, and sit down with us next week as we go through the book of Romans. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for what, uh, man, the revelation that you've given us today through your word of how, man, nobody on this planet can ever stand before you and say, I did not know. Hmm. Nobody can do that. And uh, it's hard. It's hard. Sometimes we want to say, oh, that's not fair. But we know you're fair. We know you're just. We don't want fair. Fair is we all burn in hell. Lord, we thank you for your grace. And we thank you for the mercy, for your mercy. Uh, Father, I just thank you uh, for Blake. I pray that uh, you work through him uh, today as he preaches the word of God and bless him throughout his life. Pray for Jimmy as he's uh, recouping from his trip to Pakistan and uh, just 
thank you for their service and sacrifice and really, really laying down their life in obedience to proclaim the gospel. Again, we thank you. We give you all the glory and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. We'll see you next week for another edition of Life Song Radio.